This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 224. And the quote of the day is, you didn't wake up today to be mediocre. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond and beyond and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 223. And if you want to check out the other sessions, you can go to drummersresource.com. Also, it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that fun stuff. Only the most recent 50 are on there, and the rest are at drummersresource.com. They're 100% free. Be sure to check them out. Also, if you haven't already signed up for the Gig Getting Series email, it is a five-part series. It'll teach you how to get bigger and better gigs and get stop getting passed over for the gigs that you deserve. Here's the thing, though. Doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're at the beginner level, this will help you sort of break into the scene and start getting new gigs. And if you're at the regional level, it'll help you get more touring gigs and things like that. So the 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 principles that are in the five part series can be used for anyone and everyone. So check it out and get it for free at drummersresource.com forward slash gigs G I G S. Now let's get into the topic for today. This is sort of a mashup. I did this already a few months ago. I took some of the practice routines from people whose routines stuck out to me or just info that I thought would be really good for you to implement into your practice routines. And I've had the pleasure of sitting down and talking with 220 plus of the greatest drummers in the world. And if there's one thing that these guys have in common is that they all know how to practice really well. And the thing about practice is I don't think that it's a one size fits all option. for So I don't think there's one way to practice for everyone. So I provide as many different practice ideas that I can to put them out there and for you to sort of disseminate them and see what sticks for you. Now, what I don't want you to do is take all these and try them all at the same time. But these are just ideas. These are ways that I want you to think about practicing. And then you can take any, all the ones from the last episode, from this episode, or anything that you've heard in any of the other episodes and sort of tailor it to work for you uh, because practicing can be quite a difficult thing. So uh, here is the first one. And the first one is Billy Ward. And Billy talks about what he calls practice playing and the difference between practice and, and the difference between practice playing. And it's a really interesting concept that he can explain a lot better than I can. So let's get into it now. Let's hear it from Billy Ward. There's practicing and there's playing, and there's a whole different kind of war or pleasure going on when you're really playing than when you're practicing. And and so, if you don't practice playing, then you get a, you become a good practicer, and you can have sort of a career doing that, uh, and maybe be okay. But you're never going to really be playing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's right side, left side brain, and it's it's. What I do is I empty myself of anything and just play anything. And then I build a composition. In other words, and that's it. And it's nothing, it's based on absolutely nothing, random. It could be throw the sticks in the air and wherever they land, that's my first two drums. Play a piece. And the difference being that when you mess up, you stop and work on that. And that's something your playing self asked you to play. 
Because when you're playing that band, when you're jamming on stage or in the rehearsal room, a lot of drummers, they practice with their peers instead of play with them. They go, okay, they think that Elvin Jones called it I thoughts. They come out with a thought that starts with I. I'm going to do my double bass here. It's going to be so cool. I'm going to do this fill here. Oh, I'm going to go here. So if you're really playing, you're not really having those I thoughts. You're just kind of moving through the composition. Um, sure, you look at roadmaps and you know the bridge is coming and you're going to change to the floor tom there or something. But that's about it. Uh, and and if you only do practicing when the playing bug hits you and your endorphins are moving and you're being creative, your body won't know how to respond. So it's hard to explain. It's something I'll probably try to teach by by showing it in my case and others in my teaching room on the Internet showing it also. And and it's, it's something I'm very excited about explaining better because I said, like Sean Pelton says, it's the best thing I've ever done is, is teaching practice playing. All right, that was Billy Ward, and I'll link to Billy's session and all the other sessions that I mentioned in this episode at drummersresource.com forward slash session 224. Now, the next one is Gavin Harrison, and Gavin really talks about concentrating on the things that he couldn't play. And he said that he sort of changed the way that he practiced and used to get locked in a room uh, for a long period of time. And really interesting the way that, that he approaches practice. So let's get into it with Gavin Harrison. Most of your learning happens when you're on your own unless you only ever just play when you're in the lesson. Right. <laughs> uh, and I've seen kids like that. But, you know, I would have a lesson once every two weeks, and then I would practice for the rest of the two weeks. Now, the teacher isn't standing next to you, so you start making decisions and finding creative solutions to your problems. Um, and, yeah, if you're not careful... You, you need to have some sort of uh, discipline about it. Otherwise, you know, if you haven't got a, a gig and you haven't got any work, what's the point of getting out of bed? Right. Um, you need to, to, to drive yourself. You're the only person who's going to do it. Um, you're not going to have a teacher come and wake you up at seven in the morning and force you onto the drums. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's like how, how good do you want to be? If you want to be good, you're going to have to practice. Right. Um, I think really the, the value has been in finding creative solutions for my own problems, uh, making up exercises that could highlight areas that I'm struggling with. There's no point just sitting on the drums and, you know, blowing your chops for 20 minutes and then just go and watch TV, you know, you haven't right. learned anything. Right. Depends if you want to learn or you just want to mess around and have a good time. Mm -hmm. And to really learn, you've really got to knuckle down to it and get disciplined. There was a period in the early 90s where I used to rent a rehearsal space and I would go there at 9.30 in the morning and I would do six hours in a room on my own. And interestingly enough, it was a local rehearsal room where nothing happened in the daytime. And the owner said, I, you know, I can't, it wouldn't be of any um, financial value for me to be sitting here in the reception. So I'll let you in 
and then I'll lock you in the, it was in a basement of an office building. I'll lock you in and then I'll come and unlock you at half past five. <laughs> now I could get out. There was a fire escape and I could go out. There was a little cafe outside. I used to go out through the fire escape, but basically I was locked up solitary confinement for six, seven hours a day. And it was fantastic. And you would do this every day? Oh, yeah. Well, five days a week. Right. At the weekends, the local rehearsal room was always busy. Weekends and evenings. But Monday to Friday, daytime, nothing ever happened down there. So I had the place to myself. I didn't, you know, there was, people didn't have mobile phones back then. There was no internet. Mm -hmm. No one ever came by. It really was like being locked away. Right. And so there was no excuse for me to, you know, oh, I've got some friends coming around. Oh, I'll make a phone call. Oh, I'll check my email. Let's look at Facebook. Let's watch this YouTube clip. You know, oh, look, five hours has gone by. Right. Um, there wasn't any excuses. And I think I had to put myself in that position because I'm quite easily distracted. Me too. I think I had to force myself into that position. And really, if, if, I wanted to get back to that kind of practice. I just need to turn the computer off and turn my phone off and lock the door. Right. And just get on with it. Stop finding excuses. Right. Because, and there's, you'll find them every, anywhere that you turn, especially nowadays. Like my, the practice space that I have now has Wi Fi and all that stuff, but my old place didn't. Mm. And I definitely get a lot more done. I got a lot more done in my old place than I do with my new place. Yeah. Well, if, practicing is important to you and it has and is to me then uh yeah you've got to engineer a position where you just try to get rid of as many distractions as possible and really focus on what you want to achieve mm -hmm. um rather than just you know the first few days you do it you just sit there playing a drum solo and you get bored and frustrated or you go down there with a drum book and get to page two and you can't face going any further. So yeah, you need to, you need to kind of teach yourself. You need to become your own teacher. And that's where having, being a good problem solver is really one of the best assets. Being determined and being a good problem solver is far more valuable than being talented. So there you have it, Gavin Harrison and how he practices. Now, before we get into the next one, I want to hit you to my favorite drum shop. It's called Drums Etc. in PA. And I started going to Drums Etc. when I was in college. I went to school with the owner's daughter, and I've been dealing with them ever since. And not only are they great people, but they run an awesome shop, Drums Etc. It's in Pennsylvania. You can also visit them online at drumsetc.com, or you can call them, one 800 922 drum. The thing that's great about drums, etc., is the fact that they have super, super service. I mean, amazing service. These guys can find anything that you want. They can answer any questions that you want. They don't use any automation or anything like that. So if you order something online or if you give them a call to order something, the guy who takes your order is going to be packing your order. So he can walk you through every step of it. He can answer any questions that you have. And I guarantee you're not going to get service like this anywhere else. So whether you want to price shop or not, I'm telling you right now, you get the best service and the best quality people at Drums Etc. Check them out, Drums Etc. ETC, drumsetc.com or give them a call, 1-800-922-DRUM.
Support also comes from my good friends at Promark, and they have released the Rich Redman and Mike Portnoy signature stick. These are active grip technology sticks. What does that mean? It means they get tacky as the stick heats up, as your hands heat up, as you start to get sweaty. You're not going to lose grip on the stick. Learn more about them and check out their signature products at Promark.com. Also, I can't forget about my good friends, DW. They've been sponsoring this podcast for a very long time, and we are all fortunate that not only do they support this, but they support a ton of drumming initiatives all around the world with their great products, not only just DW, but LP and CAT and all of the other products that they have under their umbrella. Do yourself a favor, learn more about them and their amazing products at DWDrums.com. Now, let's get back into these practice routines. Now, the next one is with Yost Nickel. And Yost talks about a transition in his practice routine from before he came to New York and then he studied here in New York and then when he went back. And he talks about uh, the transition that he made and sort of uh, a different uh, a different perspective on how he practices. And he explains it all in this little snippet. So let's get into it with Yost Nickel. There's the pre-New York time and the after I came back from New York time because that changed my practicing a lot. Um, before I went to New York, I, um, my drum teacher was responsible for, for me practicing different things. So I always worked on my snare technique uh, through uh, Charles Wilcoxon, mm-hmm. you know, just playing snare uh Snare drum. Yeah, I just um, I was just working out that book today. Actually, this morning, rolling, yeah. rolling through what's it rolling through rhythm or rolling? I, I think the one I worked out of uh, out of the most was All American Drummer. Okay, that's still you know I still I had fun doing that and and, it, and obviously it's good for your technique. And then we we um, always worked on grooves, which was uh, like I said earlier the Steve Gadd book, for example, or advanced uh, advanced funk drummers mm-hmm. funk drumming sorry by rick letham yep or uh, future sounds by david garibaldi this stuff i really like that all these books and we always did play alongs and through that we did different styles of music so that was like three parts i always practiced and and early on i decided to 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 um really play a few exercises where you only like for two minutes, you want to be fast with this, right? You want right. to be able to play that fast. So, you know, I just decided, oh, well, if you want to play it fast, you should, and you have to play it, you have to play it for a certain period of time because the song is not only 10 seconds, right? It's, <laughs> it's three minutes or maybe four or five. So I, I uh, did these, what's the, what's the word in English? Um, stamina? Mm-hmm. stamina? Stamina, yeah. Yeah, stamina exercises since I was 16 or 17. I really did a lot of that. And when I came back from New York, you know, it was more like um, working on things that, you know, I stopped playing things that I loved playing and that I could always already play well. And I only worked on things that I couldn't do. Right. Because I discovered there were so many. Right. Um, and so... And what I liked about my experience in New York that is that I was being offered so many systems how to develop your own stuff, your own fills, your own grooves, your own repertoire. Mm-hmm. And since then, I, 
you know, I have like a pile like this, this big, I guess, with exercises that I wrote out for myself mm -hmm. about fills and grooves. So, you know, it was more like I was making up my own exercises since then. And I, I wanted to focus on different playing styles, which was very important to me. Being able to play big band, Latin, rock, jazz, and so on. And I really focused on tempos. I didn't feel comfortable with. I got you. That's, Whether it's slow, fast, whatever, just... Whatever tempo you don't feel comfortable playing. Mm -hmm. And I still, up to this day, when I practice, I play many exercises and tempos that I... You know, there's other tempos where I play, uh, feel more comfortable playing these exercises, but I always choose tempos that don't feel comfortable. Right. Right. And through this, I improve in these tempos. All right, there's my man Yost. And last but not least, we're going to talk about my man Michael Carvin. Easily one of the one of the coolest, most uh, talked about people that I've ever had on the podcast. And Michael talks about the simplicity of practice and how people try to bite off more than they can chew. And his analogies, as with everything he does, is uh, is comical, is amazing, and is definitely thought-provoking. So let's get into it with the legendary Michael Carvin. A lot of people think that it's like this all-or-nothing thing. Like, uh, if I don't have no. three hours to practice, then there's no, no point no. in practicing well, see, it ain't going to happen. Because that's not realistic, Nick. Mm -hmm. That's not realistic. Man love to have sex. He can't have sex for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid point. Man love to eat food. He ain't going to have no dinner where he's physically chewing for three hours, man. Yeah. How long do you suggest people practice? Five minutes a day. Really? to get the first six months started. We got to keep it real. What if you have a, what if you're, you're in your zone? Okay. Then, and I will, but it have to be disciplined now because it, see, I would rather for a guy to do five minutes and kill it. than to do an hour and don't get to it at all. Mm -hmm. See, the see now keep in mind, the drum set is very distracting. Okay, let, let me explain what I mean. If you're going to work on that snare drum, just take that snare drum and that drum seat. Because if you get the, the, with the whole set and you be playing the snare drum and you all of a sudden close your eyes and ac ac accidentally just hit a tom-tom, you're gone for about two hours. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we're all, I mean, I, I know I'm guilty of that. I, I was too. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. That's why I know what I'm saying works because the instrument, Nick, is too powerful, man. <laughs> yeah. Or you trying to work on this a, a single drag and you ain't loving it and you looking at the ride symbol and the ride symbol saying, "Come on, man, let's get with it. Come on, no fat back. Who tat? He teeth the positive. Who tat? Who who? This will make you feel good. Who you say fuck it? Tat? Who who? That's four hours. That's four hours. I said one somewhere, I've never met a lazy drummer in my life. I've met a lot of them that wasn't focused. Yeah. I've never met, Nick, you ain't never met a lazy drummer in your life, man. They be hitting, man, whatever it is. Yeah. Just unfocused. Hello. 
So to see if if we can do five full, if you if you want to experiment with something, just try this, Nick. Just do five minutes for five days. No Saturday and Sunday. Go to the ice cream parlor, kiss your girlfriend, mm-hmm. have a good dinner, go go to the movies. No Saturday and Sunday. That's not realistic. Yeah, but I know, but you don't have to. You still have to live. You still have to drive your car. You still have to go outside and enjoy the weather. You you know, that's not realistic. Let's keep it real. Let's just work it in, not work it out. Work it in. Right. Do 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 five minutes and see what you come up with. So pick a goal, write it down. Until Nick, until man take pen in hand, listen to me. Until man take pen in hand, he will what? He will never be successful. Why? Because he has no idea of what he's doing. He's guessing. There you have it. Michael Carvin, again, some thought-provoking ideas about how to practice and about how the brain works and how to approach things like that. So these are four nuggets that I pulled out of over the 200 and some interviews. I'm probably going to do a couple more of these as well because there's so much great information within these podcasts that I want to extract for you guys. And if you dig it, if you haven't already, please leave a review at iTunes. Uh, You can leave a rating. You can leave a review. You can leave your adoring comments about how much you love me if you'd like. I'm definitely not opposed to that. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it, and I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.